What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. A lot of people who've gained their CDLs from my experience, um, the, the everyday work didn't work for them. Them clocking in didn't work for them. You know, they, they don't have a degree, but they know they can make good money and earn a, earn a living for their family if they go get their trucking license and they can just get their CDLs. They can make that 1000 2000 3000 4000 a month without slaving in a warehouse, without, you know, earning $7, $10, whatever it is an hour. So um, I kind of walk with that. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, so um, so we are here with uh, Miss Tiana White, right? Um, white, yeah. white, white way trucking. Is that the name of your company? Yeah, it's yeah, it's White Way, W A Y. Yeah, White Way Trucking. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, um, the first time that I actually spoke with you and connected with you, I don't, you probably don't even remember this, but I had made a post about um, having no experience in in, in getting into trucking, and and, and I was kind of like, man, I don't know if that's a good idea, something to that effect. And you hit me in a DM and you said, well, listen, man, I, I I had no experience and I got two trucks and I'm a woman, right? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. He's wrong a little bit, but yeah. you're right in a lot of ways. Right. I, right. You know, so you, 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 you had to check me real quick and I was like, OK, OK. And it's funny because that same day I had multiple people hit me and say the same thing. So I was like, all right, maybe maybe this is something you could do without, you know, much experience or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I was more so speaking to the fact of, you know, driving is a it's it's a, it's a serious, it's a dangerous job. You know what I mean? And, and before you yes. get into it, you should definitely know what you're doing behind the wheel before you take on the business aspect of it, because you don't want to have to focus on being a safe driver and running a business at the same time. You should already kind of have the safety aspect down and then be able to kind of focus on your business. You know what I mean? Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those are very heavy duty machines and you really have to know what you're doing out there. That's a fact. That's you really fact. do. So. so, so, so let's get into it a little bit. Talk to me. Um, tell me. So, how did you get into the trucking industry? Because you said you started with no experience. So apparently, that wasn't something you've been doing for too long. You know, t- tell me a little bit about your backstory, Tiana. Okay, so my story is um, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a businesswoman. So I had the opportunity. I had a friend call me and say, "Hey, I have a guy that's selling some trucks." And uh, there were some old Stater Brothers trucks, well-maintenance, day cabs. He has 10 of them. He wants to dump them right away if you got if you got cash or a check, you know, or he's willing to make a payment plan if you could drop 10. Okay. I said, okay, that sounds like something I maybe could do, but how much am I going to make, you know? Right. How much, how much, how much I, you know, you have to do the numbers with business. So fast forwarding, I got the truck. I hired a driver. And, um, but, but hold on before you driver, before, just before you go forward with that, what made you feel that you can just jump into a truck? 
I mean, because that's a big undertaking. You know what I mean? Did you know anybody who had a trucking company prior? What made you feel that no. you just saw this opportunity know, and you could no do one, it? I knew no one who, who owned a truck. I have people in my family who have driven for other people for many, many years. Um, and I knew, I knew no one who owned a truck. So, yeah, if I was to rewind that part of it, I knew what the money was like, and I knew that I could buy the truck. But the learning aspect of it, it was very hard. I didn't have anybody that showed me the game. I didn't have anybody that said, hey, this is the way you do it. I actually I lost some finances in the beginning trying to figure it out because I didn't have anybody to lace me because um, it's still a competitive field. You know, the more better truckers, everybody knows I'm a businesswoman. So, you know, you have this business savvy person who knows how to handle business. Now she's getting some trucks. Do I want to let her know? You know, do I want to involve her? Is right. she going to get the loads I'm on? Right. So it's very competitive. So in the beginning, no, I didn't have the game. And I did waste some money in the beginning, even trying to figure out down to thinking I have my paperwork right and I don't have an ifta or I don't mm. have this or that, you know. So um, in the beginning, it was hard. And once I got the paperwork side of it together, and um, I actually went to like a third-party company um, that allows you to, you know, pay them a small fee. They have all the knowledge. I kind of let them take on um, the paperwork side of it. And once I got that together, I was rolling. Okay. And um, I had one truck. And that's when I said I hired one driver. And um, it was... It was hard because it's hard to find a good driver. Mm, absolutely. Especially when you're you're just starting a business, you're starting a name for yourself, you're starting a reputation, you're building business relationships. So if you're just dealing with a broker and you get a load and your driver's late or your driver calls off or your driver's not doing it, you know, his pre-trips, now you got maintenance issues, you're broke down somewhere, whatever the case may be, those relationships are either growing or they're tarnished. Right. And so me getting my, yeah, getting, getting my foot straight in the game, I didn't have a dependable driver. So I said, you know what, I can hire more people or I can go learn how to drive myself. Mm, got you. So, so you got the first truck. So you had one truck at this point, right? And mm -hmm. you, you, you went to hire a driver. How, who did, where, where did you go to find a driver? How, how did you get to your first driver? Um, prior to me coming in the trucking industry, I've had a, a music label. So it was actually somebody that engineered for me before. He used to okay. spend a lot of time at my studio and he had his CDLs. Okay. So when he heard I had a truck, he was the very first person that hit me and said, Hey, I've worked for you before. I know you pay me well. I know you got good work ethic. So I want to drive for you. Okay. But he was a great engineer. He wasn't a great. <laughs> <laughs> got he needs you. to stick to the music. Got but, you, got you, got you. Um, yeah, so that's how that came about. Okay, so how so how long did you have the driver in the truck before you said before you kind of took things into your own hand and you said, "Listen, I I can't deal with this these drivers." Three months. Three months. Okay, okay. So three months, you said, "All right, this isn't working out. This driver is not working out. Great engineer, terrible driver. I need to get into this truck." So so tell me about that process. What'd you do? So um, it was actually a decision with me and my fiance. Um, he said, you know, let's drive and let's get another one. So if you're willing to go to school, I'm willing to go to school. We push each other. We get to school. We got this one truck. But when we finish, I, I never even knew how to drive a stick car mm. a year ago. Mm. So it was a very difficult struggle. I learned how to 
do the 10 speed. And it took me three months to get through school when other people were surpassing me. My fiance was ready to test out at two weeks. Okay. Okay. But me, it took me three months to actually get it. And so he said, when you finish, I know the driving stick part of it is hard. So if you actually get your license with it, you know, I'll get another truck and I'll get an automatic because I know you don't really want to drive these sticks. Mm. So I, I disciplined myself. I got through passing. I know how to drive a stick, but my preference is automatic. And that's how we got to two because okay. it was actually a gift to me to, to um, bless my business, you know, keep going to give me that push. So that's how I got two. And that's where I'm at now with two trucks working on the third one. Okay. Okay. Dope. So, so getting into the business, um, obviously this is still all new to you. What did you do to get work? The very first thing I did to get work was, um, a friend of mine, as I met more truckers had me download the load. Okay. The download board, the DAT. Okay. Okay. So that has been my friendly, my friendly tool along with other apps, but that's what initially uh, I just registered my MC on there and I said, Hey, let me see what I can find. But with good work ethic, dependable driving, a good truck, you could build relationships. So you being on those apps decrease less and less mm. as you build relationships with these brokers. You know, they kind of know what, what lanes you want, the rates that you're willing to go for. I'm very, um, neg- we are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. So they know now, you know, not to right. call me for certain loads if it's not paying things, but I've built relationships off of initially one load board and I've um, taken advantage of those resources with the low boards with some brokerages to just look on their boards and, and get their loads. Do I want contracts? Yes. <laughs> okay. Of course. Right. Need a fleet, but um, I'm just doing the footwork to grind every day. Some days I don't have a load. I got to get on there five in the morning, four in the morning, get on the board and say, Hey, I got to make sure that I'm booked up this day Mm. and I do what I got to do. But the boards have really been um, a helpful resource, but you got to be fast. You have to be quick. You have to stay, you have to stay grinding with that. Mm. You can't slack or you won't, you won't move. Right. You have to settle for what nobody wanted at the end of the day. Right, right, right. How, 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 um, how how tough is that? Like, I mean, just having to deal with the low boards, like like for your business, you said now you're kind of getting into a groove to where you have some connections and some contacts. But um, initially, like, did you take a lot of L's dealing with the like the low boards? Like, how, how, how was that for your business initially? So, yeah, it, it was difficult because in the beginning, you have the board, but when you have a fresh MC, you see this board of companies that have these loads posted, rates posted. You call, you think you could get the load, and they say, hey, you got to have 90 days in. Mm. I can't work with you. Mm. You have to have um, six months in. I can't work with you. So in the beginning, it was being able to just work with whoever was willing to work with me. 
Okay. 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 Um, so that part of it was a little discouraging because the people, the, the companies that have the better paying rates or the better loads, they have that restriction because they know that they have those full load boards. Like they, they have the, the privilege to kind of have that demand of requirement. So I kind of had to settle right. for certain companies to move in the beginning. And then when you settle and you don't have those standards, then, you know, I ran into a few companies with the invoicing, you know, they're not as established. They let whoever drives and okay, I'll take this load, but I wish I wouldn't have because now I'm on the back end, you know, trying to get paid or they don't have a quick pay, just little things like that in the beginning, not having um, a foundation, not having that, that um, experience behind your authority. You do have to build that. Mm. So that part of it, it wasn't hard. It just required consistency. It required um, dedication because even on days that you're frustrated or you get some bullshit loads, you know, it's a, a really bad warehouse. It's not organized. Your day is just elongated. You still got to stay dedicated to your vision and know that I just got to get through this process. Right. I just got to get this time underneath my belt. So I think um, that was the more harder aspect, just like mentally staying focused to the process of it to get where, you know, I'm, I'm growing still, but I'm a lot more comfortable than I was when I very first started. Got you. Got you. What, 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 what type of freight, what type of freight did you look for? Anything in particular? Anything dry. Dry van? I really didn't have, um, yeah, anything dry. If it can go on my dry van without any specific permit or um, requirements that I didn't have, I would take it. Got you. Got you. Did you ever think of using a dispatch company? Yeah, but they want five percent. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I, I could do that. I'll do the work. I'll keep. Yeah, because see, with the dispatch, I think with I'm not a hundred percent educated, so I may say say some things that are not accurate. But from my experience with talking through them, I've learned that the ones that have contacted me or reached out to me, they're a dispatch service, but. Some of them are, are logging on to the same boards I have access to. Mm. They're middlemaning. You know, they don't have those direct contacts. So they're, they're searching for work, and they're, they're sending it to you. So now you're paying 3%, 5%, 7% to a dispatch. At the same time, the broker is already getting their cut for the load. Mm. So it's too many people with their hands in my pot. Mm. Mm. Got you, got you, got so you. I do my dispatching. <laughs> I do the driving. I do the dispatching. I do the invoicing. I I, I manage the drivers. Got you. I do everything. And and, and you have you have an empl employee now, right? You have an employee as well. Yeah, I actually have two now. Two, two for myself. Two employees. All right. So yeah. have, so now currently you have two trucks and then two employees. Mm hmm. All right. So, so tell me a little bit about that. Tell me, I mean, we obviously had the, the little bit of a hiccup with the first driver, right? And then you started driving yourself, Definitely. which was good because you got to, you know, learn to, to drive and everything like that. And that, that, that helped you. Um, so with the employees, what's your hiring process? What are you thinking about when you're looking for drivers? Because a lot of people are looking for good drivers, right? That's one of the major topics we hear about all yeah. the time, how to find good drivers. So what are you thinking about when you're, when you're looking for drivers? I'm going to be completely transparent. Um, there's people who work hard um, that are disadvantaged in the work field. So honestly, when I look for a driver, um, 
I'm felon friendly. Okay. And I'm not registered to be felon friendly, but I look for not only good driving record because I can't afford any losses for for you just being irresponsible, um, but I am looking for someone who's passionate to do better, passionate to make some money, passionate to work. And I've noticed from my experience in my community where I'm at, that passion sometimes come with, with these CDLs for people who's looking for a second chance. A lot of people who've gained their CDLs from my experience, um, the, the everyday work didn't work for them. Them clocking in didn't work for them. You know, they, they don't have a degree, but they know they can make good money and earn a, earn a living for their family if they go get their trucking license and they can just get their CDLs. They can mm. make that thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand a month without slaving in a warehouse, without, you know, earning seven dollars, ten dollars, whatever it is an hour. So, um, I kinda walk with that. Mm. You know? I don't really care about your past. If you're willing to work, you got a good driving record, you could pass my man you know, the mandated drug testing that I have to comply with. You ready to work. You ready to work, you ready to work, I'll rock with you. Gotcha. I do an interview. I do a drive along. I do want to see how you drive my truck. Um, I'll send you on a couple loads by yourself. See if you check in. See if you're compliant with, um, you know, just the communication throughout the day. The ETAs, you're downloading the macro points and stuff like that. If you could be compliant through kind of my trial interview, because I do like two, three loads interview where okay. I'm not with you or I'm with you. Okay. And I just make a, you know, just do my judgment from there. But Everything as far as compliance that the DOT requires, yes, I do that. But on a personal level, that's what I look for. And I've noticed that um, with the two drivers I do have, they do have records, but they, they, they're ready. They want to work. They want to earn a living. They want to grow. And I'm rocking with them, you know? Got you, got you. Are your drivers men or women? Yeah. Both men? They're men. So, so, so yeah. how, how is that being the, 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 the lady boss, the woman boss to two men? How is that relationship? It's respectable. They have a respect for me. And because I'm a driver as well, I have not just a boss mentality, but I have a, I have a driver mentality. So I can't speak for every owner of a trucking company, but I'm actually out there on the field. I'm out there in the paint. I have bad days. I have loads that I'm not happy with. But when I'm booking, I'm considerate of them. Mm. Their time, the travel. Um, I have a family. I have kids. So although I'm running a business, I'm considerate of the things you want to do outside of work. So communication, you know what I mean? I, what are some things that you have going on this month that you absolutely need the day off? Okay, this day? All right, I know I can send you further. And you won't, and I won't conflict. But if you have something to do, okay, I'm going to have you do some locals or I'll only, you know, send you a certain miles out so you can make it. So I have a strong communication and I'm fair. I pay well. And um, I don't treat them like, it might sound weird, but I don't treat them like they're my employee. I treat them like they're my partner. Mm, got you. Got you. How, how, how is it being a woman? So they, they respect it and they, they're actually happy. Like they're, I do have happy drivers. Dope, dope, dope. They tell me all the time, so. That's dope, that's dope. How, how is it being a woman in the industry from a driving perspective and from an owner's perspective? Do you, do you feel it? Do, do you sometimes feel that there's certain prejudices because you're a woman? Talk, talk about that a little bit. I get two different reactions. I get, 
oh, you know, I'm so happy. You don't look like a driver. What are you doing driving? You know, you go girl type thing. Right. And then I get like the male's dominance, like this isn't for you. Um, even with certain people I've ran into that I try to get some game from, try to get knowledgeable because I'm coachable and I'm always a student. Mm. And I've tried to connect with certain people and it's like, this ain't for you or maybe I'm a threat. So I don't get the door open for me. I don't get information. I don't get connected and I get shut out. Mm. So I don't know if it's like an ego thing, but it's like, you know, I get I get both of those. So it's just like one of the other. It's either you fully support me, you want to help me, you want to push me, you encourage me, or you, you sh- I get shut out. <laughs> Got you. Like this, this this is a man's world, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. And there's I, I run into truckers like that. Like what are you doing driving? Like or if I'm you know I get my tandem stuck or there's 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 hefty duty things that I really try to do and sometimes I just get stuck and I need a man to come help me. Mm. And I've gotten that where it's like someone will openly help me see me struggling. And then I've gotten people that look at me like, well, you shouldn't be out here if you can't do that. Right, 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 right. This isn't for you. So how how do your family and friends respond to your business? Are they, do they, are they inquisitive? Do they want to learn more about it? Or they kind of like, uh, just kind of like, yeah, definitely. They're supportive. Um, They're, they're complimenting it. Um, I actually have a sister that just went through school, so she has her CDLs now. Oh, dope! So she actually went to one, you know, one of the, yeah, one of those schools that she didn't have the finances. So she's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to ask you. So I'm gonna go do it myself type thing. And I found out she got her CDL. She, I never even knew she was in school. She was hiding it, so she got it. But now she's just on the road driving, paying her debt off. So when she's done, she's actually gonna come drive for me. By then, I will have three trucks dope. in a few months. So. Dope. I'm, I'm encouraging people around me to get involved, definitely. Mm. So right now, I currently know four people who's in school, even though if I don't have the trucks to put them in, it just has encouraged them to go get in the field, get their CDLs, and go work for somebody. Got you. What do you, what do you tell other women who want to get into the business or other people who want to get into the business? What, what, what's normally your advice to them? Be ready for it. Mm, what 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 does that mean? Go go deeper into that. Well, um, I'm going into it off a personal level. The money is good, but me being a mother, or being family oriented, or very close to home, your time is deprived from you from being to your loved ones. Right. So if you're if you're not ready to make that commitment to really be on that road, whether you're local or you're far. If you go local, you're gone days and weeks at a time. I mean, uh, farther, you, you're gone days, weeks at a time. But even local, I get up at 4 in the morning, and when I do two local loads or one local load, sometimes I'm still getting in at 12 at night, 11 at night, and I'm doing the same thing over and over. So even though I come home for three, four hours to sleep, I'm still gone all the time. So on that aspect, I just let them know, like, you really got to be dedicated to it because this field takes you – away mm. being on the road and so you have to be mentally prepared for it and have the discipline and have the passion for it mm. you know and so that's that's the advice i give and um yeah that patience i was a very speedy driver i had a bad record 
my insurance is out the roof because of my record with my truck. I pay a lot more than the average owner operator would, but because I have a, a heavy foot, but being behind those, the, that wheel, I think about all the families that I could affect if I hurt someone, mm. if I'm not paying attention, if I'm trying to rush, that load is so heavy behind you that you think you can stop when you want and you can't. So it's disciplined me on my driving. Right. So it's brought a lot of things to the table, but I just, I just let people know, you know, like there's certain weaknesses you may have if it comes to a driving record or if it comes to you being impatient, you know, or if it comes to you really being family oriented or you being a single parent that you have to get those things in line really before you get into this field, because they're going to play a key factor in how productive you are, how enthusiastic you are to get in the truck every day and go do these loads. Got you. Was there ever a day that you wanted to quit and give it up? Yep. Tell me about that day. What? What hundreds of days? <laughs> t- 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 tell, me about, tell me about one of them that stands out in your mind that you had to really be resilient and kind of push through. It's actually a story. I was in oh. Eureka. Okay. Way at the top. You know, they grow up there. And, um, I don't know what it was. Both of my lights came on and my truck stopped. And when it stopped, it was on this long street. And so when I stopped, me and my driver that I was with, we said, okay, we've seen a a gas station about a mile and a half back. Let's go because none of our service was working where we stopped. Mm. So we're on this path and everybody walking past is like shaking their head like, no, no, no. We're like, why is everybody shaking their head? No. Fast forwarding, we get to the gas station. The lady said, get out of here before dark. Hmm. This is a, this is an area of a certain ethnicity that they have all these million dollar grow houses and hmm. where your truck is and where you're walking is private property. Wow. And everywhere that you are, they're legally able to shoot you because they've had truckers come in, act like they break down and they rob these grow houses and they fill up and they leave. And I didn't know nothing about that. That's crazy. So that's one of the days that I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, shit, I got to get my truck out of here, you know? Yeah. And so I did. I called Napa. (laughs) I got a hold of them. They came out. (laughs) I paid top dollar for probably the worst mechanic. I got what I needed to get done, and I left. But that was such a scare for me that it's like, wow, that was my first experience, although I was still in California because I'm from California that. What if I wouldn't have another driver with me? What if I'm, you know, way back in Tennessee or I'm all the way across the, all, all the, way across the state right. and I'm a woman and I'm by myself and I'm in the dark or I'm, I'm somewhere by myself and something happens to me. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not able to defend myself or protect myself because I'm out here in this, this truck and I'm learning, but it's a lot that comes with being out in foreign, you know, a foreign area that you're not familiar with. Right. You're not familiar with the people, the roads, the service and for that that was one of those days that I said I'm not driving no more <laughs> wow. I can't be out here yeah 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 that's crazy so, I got many stories but like that's just that's the one that really hit home for me but I kept going right I've had some breakdowns um yeah I've had some dangerous breakdowns but I just keep pushing I want to build the business I know it's very lucrative and one thing about trucking, technology is taking over a lot of things. Mm. When it comes to starting a business, working for a company, and things got to get moved. Now, if they if they do self 
ran trucks in the near 20, 30 years. That's something they just do. For, but for right now, me forcing the next 15 to 20 years as far as investing my money and time still into the trucking business, there can't be a robot that could run that truck. Right. There can't be a robot that could drive that truck. So us being in the trucking industry, everything has to move down to the littlest things. So as long as I'm still having to move something, technology can't take over. The things have to be moved for the economy to keep running, that's for businesses to keep thriving. So it's an investment to me that's worth the dedication and the, the hard days because it's longevity in trucking. No doubt, no doubt. What, what, what motivates you? With trucking? No, just period. As a person, as an entrepreneur, you said you're a businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur. What, what keeps you motivated to keep on going through, through all these you know, ups and downs in business? What is your driving force? So my driving force and what motivates me, you know, you can follow me. It's the fact that every time I find a challenge, I know I can overcome it and I know I can get through it because of my, my drive. Mm. And so what motivates me is that me knowing that it was a challenge for me and I got through it, you know, I'm really big on pushing people and motivating them. So me getting through it, through that challenge, the fact that it motivates so many people around me to do the same thing, women to get into trucking, people just to buy a truck. um, That's what fuels me to keep going to say, hey, you got to hit that three trucks. You got to get a fleet. You got to get those contracts. So I'm on a podcast with you and I'm telling the beginning, we can talk two years from now and say, dang, see, I remember two years ago, we was on the podcast and you had two trucks and you told me your struggle, but look at you now, you don't drive no more. You got five trucks. You know, you have a really good business. Everybody's in uniforms. I'm seeing your trucks out. Like I want that to be mm. able to push people to feel to say, Hey, I went through a lot. Mm. It, it was hard, but I didn't give up. I went through financial struggles. I almost went, you know, bankrupt into these trucks, but I kept going. And now look at me. Mm. Everything was a challenge, but just keep going. Keep going. I did it. You could do it, too. Just start somewhere. I really push people. So the challenges that I'm overcoming is just fueling my motivation because it's still motivating others to do mm. it, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's dope. That's dope. I like that. So um, you, 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 you said, like, like I just now said, you said you're a businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur, you have this trucking company. Um, but there's something else that you're into now that, that, you know, we've been speaking about and, and I, and I know you want to get into that. Cause I see that's kind of like your new passion. So talk to me about this CBD, man. Talk to me about it. I've been hearing about it. Tell the truck and hustle listeners about CBD and your involvement in that. Okay, um, sure. So I did recently get into the cannabis um, industry. And CBD is like a hidden blessing for the medical field as far as the healing that it gives, um, the relief that it gives. And it's a growing industry. So it's kind of been suppressed, but now it's on the surface. And like I said, me being a businesswoman, I know that this is growing into a billion dollar industry and one out of 20 people know about CBD every time I talk to them. Mm. So I'm educating people. I'm getting them in tune with it and I'm getting them aligned with it. And so um, I actually learned about it doing a weight loss journey because being a trucker, you get fat and I'm trying to keep my sexy. <laughs> okay. And if, if you hashtag fine ass trucker, you're going to see me. <laughs> so I was 
I was trying to keep my fine. Okay. And no, I, I, this is how I got into it. I, I did my health journey. I got into a company. And so now I'm promoting a healthy, wealthy lifestyle to where I'm in the CBD industry associated with health and healing. And I'm, you know, now making money off of it. But ultimately, me being a truck driver, the CBD has helped me in the trucking life. Mm. So how we get bad back aches and how, you know, you get body aches by sitting all the time or not being as active. We have these CBD rubs that it's not THC. It doesn't make you test dirty, but it, it, it relieves and alleviates the pains that come with it. Um, for example, I broke my ankle three years ago in three different spots. And like you heard me say, I'm automatic. Right. So my ankle does this all the time. I'm not shifting gears. I'm shifting my ankle up and down, stop and go, stop and go. Gotcha. And so it aches and throbs. So, you know, the CBD helps relieve that. Um, and so the CBD industry for me is I've learned about it. I know the benefits of it. So I'm just incorporating it as another business into tying it into the trucking life. I actually have about 12 customers in trucking mm. that come get products from me. Mm. I got, um, I'm involved with, like I said, it's a company, so I have many products, but they work. We go on the, you feel it. We have a Nutriburst energy that just gives you natural energy, vitamins that you need. Being on the road, we don't eat good. Right, right. We eat, we eat very bad. So the weight gain goes from there. We, I'm promoting the detoxing with CBD. So you're flushing your body out. You're getting natural energy. You're getting the relief that you need as far as if you deal with a lot of anxiety or stress. Even sometimes when you're team driving, you do a full 10 hours. And although you know you're supposed to go to sleep in your 10, some people have a hard time still falling asleep, even though they're, they're, they're tired and they know they need to sleep before they have to do their next shift. And those oils allow you just to fall asleep. Mm. They relax you. So um, I've learned about the business and I learned about the benefits of CBD, but I'm incorporating it into my everyday life. And I'm just putting on other truckers and other people that it can benefit from. So just going back to me saying, you know, I motivate people and I push people. The company I'm with is TLC with that, and it's called Total Life Changes. So I'm just helping a lot of people on the healthy side, being aware of the benefits of CBD. And then on the wealthy side, if they want to change, if they want to earn some extra cash, they can do the same thing I'm doing by letting people know about the benefits of CBD, buying these products, benefited from them, and then earning those commissions that help you out on a financial level. Dope, dope. So just so I understand, how, 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 is, it, how is it taken? Is it, are you taking the pill? Are you, are you drinking something? How, how, how exactly does it work for the people who have no idea how you would actually take this stuff um, on a regular, like, routine basis? Sure. So the three products that I have with CBD, the first one is a detox tea. Everything tea. is infused with CBD. Yeah, so the detox tea, um, because it's infused with CBD, it's allowing you to lose a certain amount of pounds. This is the first five days, you'll lose five pounds. And as you continuously use it, you will lose um, continuously as long as you're detoxing with the CBD-infused detox tea. It comes in an instant form. You're able to detox with it. Um, the other one is our alleviate rub, which I, which I said you can apply it to your direct pain. Mm. So a lot of people that have had knee replacements, hip replacements, um, they, they maybe suffer from 
all kind of stuff. Gout, um, it's an anti-inflammatory, and it's a healer, and it's a pain relief. So when you apply it directly on the problem area, it it relieves it instantly. Mm. So a lot of people get on these opioids and these, you know, medicines that the, the pharmacies are prescribing, and they may temporarily relieve your pain, but they come with 10 side effects. Mm. So now you got rid of this pain, but now you got nausea and you got headaches and you got this and that. Right. So really CBD has been a way for people to relieve themselves at a very low cost, not be high. When people were getting prescribed marijuana for their aches or their stress, um, they were getting high. But it was because it was CBD with THC. CBD directly doesn't give you the high, but it gives you the, the relief. Mm. And so now that it's exposed and now that it's being infused in a lot of products, those are the benefits of it. The third one is the drops. So say you don't need a detox. Say you don't need to do direct pain, but you um, you wanna you wanna cleanse your body. You want to uh, relieve your anxiety, stress. Um, like I said, inflammation. It's it's known to clear your skin. You see me glowing. <laughs> I don't wear makeup. <laughs> I don't wear foundation. Um, I don't wear any of those things. And I'm like, I have a natural glow, but CBD is very associated with clearing your skin. So even the biggest companies now, Victoria's Secret for one, Bath and Body Works, they have a CBD section mm. where they have lotions, they have face creams, they have reducing your under eye bags, uh, your blemishes, your scars. So it's, it's so powerful that we only have three products, but it's infused with CBD. And when you learn about the benefits of it, there's not at least one thing that you can say, well, I could use that for that, mm. if not all of them. Mm. So those are the three products we have. And we're the only company in the world right now that has CBD in a detox. Okay. Okay. Tea. So that makes us in demand. But yeah, that's, that's what CBD is doing. It's very popular. And uh, people are being educated about it. And they're trying it. And so when they take that chance to try it, they like it and they're on board. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So, so, so you're obviously a hustler, man. You have your, you have your hands um, in, in everything. You, you earlier, you said you were in music at one point, the trucking, um, you're doing a CBD. What, what, what's next for you? What else, what else are you thinking about um, as far as entrepreneur uh, wise? Another truck. I want to get to three trucks. That's a priority for me. Why three um, trucks? Just, just why three? Because I've noticed a lot of the ways that I'm trying to get contracts, I'm being told I have to have a fleet, and the fleet is considered three. Okay. Now, if I'm wrong, you tap in with me after this. So let me <laughs> know how I can rock with two. But like I said, I'm still learning a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of information. So I'm still learning as I go. So I'm a sponge. Mm. Um, but what I've, been, what I've been told is three. And so I got to get to three. I've actually, I know someone that you connected me with. Um, I haven't reached out to her yet, but I know she's into the um, getting certified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I plan on being three trucks and certified. Okay. And um, that's in trucking in the CBD. Um, I definitely want to do good in the company that I'm in, but um, I'm trying to partner with someone that wants to do a sideline of our own. I know it's a growing industry. Okay. I'm trying to find the right product to market. Um, with that and then um, I'm actually working on um, a group home right now 
Oh, that's dope. So, that's dope. Yeah. Um, I'm getting into that. Um, it's going to be adolescent boys. Mm. So in the age of 12 to 17. So by the summer, I should be up and running with that. So those are my three main focuses. I'm going to stay connected with the CBD. I'm definitely going to be a trucker. I'm definitely going to have my trucks. I love the trucking world. Um, and so I just want to grow with that. So three to five years with trucking, you definitely see me at three. But in five years, you may see me at five mm. strongly. And I think that's going to be a cutoff for me. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think I want to tap into 10, 20, 30. Uh, it's a lot of work that comes with them. But I think me or someone that I hire to do specific jobs with the trucking business can maintain five drivers, you know, dispatching. Just five is comfortable. Got you. So Got that's you. my cutoff. But definitely at five in five years. Okay. I can do that. Okay, dope, dope, dope. Well, we're going to start kind of bringing, bringing the show to a wrap. I want you to, um, you know, just kind of talk to um, the women out there. Um, and, you know, like you, your story is very inspiring. Like, like you said, you started with little to no experience and you were able to, to get into this very competitive um, trucking industry and be successful. Um, you know, give them some jewels, give them some takeaways, some final thoughts, because there's a lot of people that are at that point to where they're trying to cross over to get where you're at. Um, just kind of leave them with a little bit of a little something. Okay. And thank you for having me too. For sure. Um, I really appreciate that. No doubt. So I would just first, first start say, just know what you want, whether it be the trucking or anything that you're getting into before you get into it know what you want, know what's required of you to be successful at what you're doing. Because no matter what it is that you're doing, there's a top and there's a bottom. And we all got to start at the bottom. Mm. So just to stay in line and know exactly what you want, because when you know what you want, you know what you got to do to get there. And as long as you continue to do what you got to do to get there, you'll get to where you need to be. And the reason why I say stay in line, because you ask me questions like, you know, were there hard days? Did you want to give up? What was the struggles? What were the difficulties? And you're going to come across many in any business that you're trying to start. And, and it applies to more than just trucking. So I say stay in line because if I was in trucking and I got, it got hard and I stepped out of line after I moved three, four steps up and I wasn't at the top yet, when I go start some, somewhere else, I got to still get in the back of the line. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. You get what I'm saying? So it's like just stay in line. Stay dedicated to your vision and and just just really I always push staying dedicated to the vision because there's so many people that would distract you. The difficulties that come with any business will discourage you. Life situation changes. You know, your finances may change, your household may change, your income may change, um, health reasons may change, may may dis you know, make you disabled in certain ways. But but if you just stay dedicated to what you want to do, you'll surpass those. You got to keep that inner motivation within yourself to say, you know what I mean? Like, I can do it. I can surpass whatever I'm going through. And it's somebody else who did it just like me, but it's also somebody who's not doing what I'm doing. So although we criticize ourselves on what we want to do better, you always got to give yourself the encouragement to say, hey, I'm going to give myself a compliment about what I'm doing. I'm doing a good job. And if you know within yourself that you're giving yourself 100%, you get that inner praise and you compliment yourself. You give yourself credit. You say, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. And, like, I just feel like those inner things, they take you a lot of places because 
this trucking stuff, like you said, trucking hustle, it's really a hustle. It's really moving your feet. It's really staying involved. It's really staying dedicated. And if it's not in you, it's not going to last. No doubt. No doubt. You're not going to last. So just, just making sure it's in you, not on you. <laughs> that's really that's really it. I I like that. I like that. Where where can mm-hmm. the people connect with you? Um find you on social media and also where can they learn more about um the CBD and the products that you um have available? Yeah, um so social media wise, I'm at um Pretty Pockets 100 on Instagram. My um O and my name is a 0 and it's a 100 at the end. And I got that name because I always felt like I kept it 100. Okay. But um, so Pretty Pockets 100. My Facebook is Tiana Pretty Pockets. Um, my email is uh, prettypockets at gmail.com. And on a personal level, I always do business. So I have a business phone. If anybody needed to tap in, they want to get connected on anything that I'm doing, um, my number is 310-866-7545. So as long as it's business oriented, I'm always open to conversations, um, one-on-one motivation, information. I'm willing to share. No one shared the game with me right off the bat, but until I start my consulting service, I'm doing it for free right now. And I'm willing to share because I want to help my people grow. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Tiana, thank you so much for joining us today on, on Truck and Hustle. Um, you gave us a wealth of knowledge and it's, you know, it's, it's really inspiring to hear your story. And I think a lot of other um, people, women and men will be inspired, you know, by your story and how you were able to just, you know, jump into this and, and hustle and, and, and get to where you've gotten today. You know, it's, it's, it's really dope, man. We appreciate you. This, this is what the show thank is you. about. This is what Truck and Hustle was thank founded you. on. Thank, thank you. Thank you for providing that platform. No doubt. Thank you. You're doing an awesome job. So I'm honored. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you so much, Tiana. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.